best friends and introverts, welcome back to the You're So Quiet podcast, or welcome if you're joining for the very first time. As always, I am your host, Chelsea Brown. This week, it is the 100th episode of the podcast. It is also the season three finale, so I am going to be talking about 10 things that I learned throughout 2023, throughout doing season three, and yeah, we're just going to get into it. But first... We are, of course, going to do our customary mental health check. As always, you're going to rate your mental health from one to five, one being horrible, five being amazing. Today, I think I'm sitting at around a four. I woke up at like 2.30 in the morning for no reason, but I felt extremely anxious. I have no idea why I felt so anxious. I was just laying in bed on my phone, did some online shopping, and ended up just having to get up at like 4 30 because it was I was just not going back to sleep so I got up I played one of my games that I ordered I ordered cyberpunk 2077 it's a very good game by the way if you're looking for a good playstation game and then I went back to sleep at around 6 30 so I today is a weird day all around but I'm feeling pretty okay I'm feeling pretty good I have plans with my friends this week. I have plans professionally this week that maybe I'll talk about when I see you all again in January for next season of the show. But yeah, it's been it's been pretty good, but I feel kind of kind of weird. Holidays are always a weird time for me because I feel like they're full of nostalgia and I don't always have like the best nostalgia surrounding holidays. So, I don't know. It's just something that I'm dealing with, but I feel pretty okay about it. I feel pretty okay. I'm acknowledging that it's just the holidays, you know? Holidays are hard for a lot of people. It's not just me. I'm not alone in feeling this. And if you, too, are feeling kind of, I don't know, like melancholy surrounding the holidays, or maybe your motivation isn't where you wish it was, or you just feel kind of blah in general, um, I'm right there with you. And it's okay honestly. Throughout the year, we go through phases and changes and seasons. And just like the earth that goes through seasons, we as people go through seasons too. So it's important just to accept that about yourself and not try to force yourself to be something something else, something other than you are, because this is just the season that you're in right now. And honestly, I am trying to embrace the slower season. I don't have the same spark for work right now, which is okay. I'm still getting my work done, but I'm not going like crazy above and beyond like I normally do. And I'm just rolling with it. You know, this is a time where I'm wanting more rest and I'm doing that. So it's all good. While you are thinking about your own mental health rating, because this is also your time to check in with yourself, I'm going to give you a couple recommendations for the week. The first recommendation is from Netflix. It is the Squid Game competition. It is surprisingly good, okay? If you watched Squid Games, the fictional show, you will relate because you're like, oh, this is surprisingly good. I had like the lowest of expectations for Squid Games, the fictional show, and it turned out to be very good. And I feel the same about the competition. There are people that you hate, people that you're rooting for, the competitions are, some of them are from the show, 
from like the fictional show, some of them are not. Some of them are new. And I think it's a very interesting like psychological, sociological experiment. So I highly recommend it, actually. I think I'm about caught up right now to however many episodes they released. I mean, I'm happy so far. I would definitely recommend it, especially if you watched and enjoyed The Squid Games, the fictional version. The next thing I'm going to recommend is also a show, but a little bit more ambiguous, and that is watching a show you're familiar with to help you learn a language. I, if you are not already aware, am trying to learn German. It is the most wild language on the planet because there are like five different ways to say the word the and it depends on if the word is masculine or feminine or neutral and however many there are of them it is it is it's a lot <laughs> it's a lot this language is crazy and it's especially difficult for me because i'm like very good at english <laughs> i have a degree in the english language like i am very good at this language. So you're telling me that the verb and the noun and the adjectives, like you're just gonna move them all around willy-nilly or what feels like willy-nilly to me. And that's just how you speak? Like it, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. So what Donovan and I started doing, because he's also trying to learn German, we're doing this together. In addition to Duolingo, which I have, I think a 368 day streak or something so we've been doing it for a minute and we can have short little conversations with each other but we're definitely not fluent so we're trying to watch a show that's in the language that we're trying to learn now there aren't a ton of german shows out there like available in the u.s there's the empress which is on netflix and there is dark which is also on netflix but the thing is, is that they talk really fast in dark, especially like they are moving and I need you to talk at like 0.75 speed. So we started watching Breaking Bad, turned on German audio and English subtitles. And I think it's working. I think it's working because we tried to watch Friends. But the thing is, is that sometimes how it's translated in the subtitles is not how they say it. And we're like, okay, well, that word doesn't really mean that. So I'm not sure. I don't know. It might just be a, be a synonym, but we don't have enough of a grasp on the language for us to be like, oh yeah, definitely. So you'll have to kind of do some experimentation and find out which show you believe has the better whatever language to English translation so you can actually learn the language. And we're finding that Breaking Bad is pretty good, at least for German. So we've been watching that. And I will tell you, though, that although it will get your mind thinking in whatever language you're trying to learn, it feels like learning, okay? It's not like mindless watching Breaking Bad now. It might end up being that way when we have a firmer grasp on the language, but now like you're trying to learn the language. So just FYI, you will be tired <laughs> after an hour of listening to this language and trying to translate it in your head or trying to watch the subtitles and see what everything means. It's intense. But I will tell you 
that with Breaking Bad, especially <laughs> if you want to learn curse words in your language, like that is the show for it. So give it a shot. I've heard of a lot of people using friends to learn English. And I think that's what kind of gave me the idea to watch something that I've already watched maybe several times or maybe only once to try to learn a new language. So I'll keep you updated on that. But so far, I think it's going pretty well. I'm continuing to do my Duolingo lessons every day. But I think having a more practical application of the language is going to help me kind of get there. And maybe you've done this too. Maybe you've heard of people doing it. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. And the, honestly, the worst thing that happens is you're like, mm, this isn't working. And then you just turn it back to English and try a different method to learn your language. And so with all of that behind us, let's get into these lessons that I learned in season three and throughout 2023. I thought that this year would be, like, it had a vibe about it. Like, this is going to be a year of change. I feel like I'm really coming into myself. And, oh my goodness, was I right about that. Uh, in good ways and in bad ways. Uh, maybe not bad, but, like, uncomfortable ways. So, the first thing that I learned and that I'm taking away from this season and this year is that sometimes things change and that's okay, even if the thing that's changing is you. Similar to what I was saying in the beginning of the episode about seasons, like sometimes things just change and it will go in a cycle. Things will be, for example, let's just say in a friendship, like you'll be really close and then you'll drift and then you'll be really close and then you'll drift. And maybe things will change so drastically to where that person isn't in your life anymore. Like that happened to me this year. And although it was, it was very uncomfortable at the time, like, don't get me wrong, looking back, I'm like, that was right. Like, that was how things were supposed to be. Now I feel like I am on the path that is meant for me. And sometimes we have a tendency to fight against change because change is scary and it's uncomfortable and I don't want it all the time. But... Just because you don't want it doesn't mean that that's not the path for you, you know? So sometimes things change and sometimes the thing that changes is you. Maybe the thing that's changing is your tolerance toward how people treat you, people treating you all crazy and you're just like trying harder to be their friend. I am so guilty of that, of like, oh, you don't like me? Let me try harder to make you like me. And I can... I guess, make you like me, but like at what cost? So this year, I think my tolerance for allowing people to treat me crazy was, it hit the floor, honestly. It hit the absolute floor and I just don't have the energy for it anymore. You know, like I, I mean, I don't want to use like the, the classic, but I feel like I'm too old for this. I'm too old to be like trying to make someone else comfortable at the expense of myself. And it's not even like a temporary thing. Like in certain relationships or aspects of my life, like I have a tendency to just shrink myself. And this year, I I don't know, like something changed in me. 
where I'm like, I'm not doing this crap anymore. Like, I'm not accepting that. I'm not going to be the person to just sweep something under the rug. If you hurt my feelings, we're going to talk about it and it's going to be uncomfortable, but we're going to talk about it and get through it or or not. And I'm going to have to just move right along, you know? So in the vein of change, the next thing I learned this year is trying new things is fun and rewarding, even if you're not very good at the thing. So I am not super good at communicating my feelings. I'm not great at conflict resolution, but I mean, it's rewarding to get better at it. You know, you're only going to get better at something like that by doing it. You're not going to get better at it by avoiding it forever. And in a lighter note, I tried a lot of new things this year. I tried aerial silks. I tried crochet. I took autocross seriously. And I love all three of those things. You know, like they are actual hobbies of mine now that I really enjoy and look forward to. And it's just like, it's a great time to try something and even though I'm not very good at the thing like okay so I'm not very good at the thing that doesn't mean that I don't have to do it like I don't get to do it am I incredible at aerial silks absolutely not absolutely not I have (laughs) I have a video of me trying to do it's called an arabesque and I look like you know when a baby is like trying to hold up their head for the first time like that's what I look like <laughs> and it I mean it's it's a little embarrassing to look at however I'm still having a good time I'm learning a new skill I'm getting stronger and the thing about it is that as I'm getting better at the thing I am instilling more confidence in myself that I can try new things and if I enjoy it I can get better at the thing autocross the beginning of this year I was DFL, like dead freaking last, almost every event. At this last event that I went to in Beeville, I was third in my class. Like that, at the beginning of this year, if you would have told me I was going to be third in my class, I would have laughed directly in your face. But I've spent a lot of time in the car. I've spent a lot of time reading books. I've spent a lot of time getting instruction from people who are faster than me. And would you look at that? I'm getting faster. So this instills this confidence in myself that, okay, sure, you're not great at it now, but you can be if you want to be. But if you don't like the thing, don't do the thing. You know, I tried knitting. Not a huge fan of knitting. You know, I actually prefer crochet. I am going to try knitting in a different way. I think I might have just bit off more than I could chew with my first project. So I'm going to try again. And if I still don't like it, then I don't like it. Like, I don't have to keep doing it. And I feel that way about the podcast, too, because like this is not, <laughs> this is not a moneymaker for me, you know? There is one ad in the show. It is from Spotify Podcasts, and it's not paying the bills. Like, let's just put it that way. But I'm okay with that because I enjoy making the podcast, It's essentially like a digital diary for me at this point. And I enjoy when somebody who listens to the show, it's like, oh my gosh, I listened to this. It was so helpful. Like that for me is more valuable than making it, making income because I get income from other places. Like I'm not, this isn't like, oh, I have to make this a moneymaker. 
I just like doing it and I'm just doing it for the love of it versus oh, I'm doing it to have another side hustle, which I feel like is a millennial thing. Like you can't just have a hobby. You have to make money out of it. And just having something like this that I'm just putting out into the community and helping bring awareness to mental health and things like that, like that just really brings me a lot of joy. And I'm glad that I started the show because had I not started it, I wouldn't be better at it and I wouldn't be able to be just in here in my little podcast closet just chatting with you all. Like I used to have to have a script, like I would read directly from the script and I just stuck with it and now I'm better at it. It's awesome. The next thing I learned this year, which was a very painful lesson to learn, is that if it makes you feel bad, stop inviting it into your life. This, for me, kind of goes hand in hand with the seasons thing and with particular relationships or habits that I have. I am a people pleaser, for better or worse. It's just, it's something that I'm working through and trying to unlearn. But because I'm a people pleaser, it's hard for me to identify like, oh, this doesn't feel good for me because I'm seeing it like as a challenge almost. Oh, this person is being mean to me or doesn't like me or doesn't treat me right. Let me try harder because it's clearly something that I'm doing wrong. Like it has nothing to do with them. And like, that's just not the case, you know? And when you really look inward and you're just like, okay, is, am I actually doing something wrong? Or does this thing just not fit? Does this just make me feel bad? And if it makes you feel bad, then just stop doing it. You know, if it's a relationship, if it's a friendship, if it's a habit that you have, maybe you drink a lot or you smoke or you vape or whatever the case may be. And this thing just, it makes you feel bad. Stop inviting it into your life, you know? And I also feel like it's not something that I wrote down as one of my lessons, but I also learned that we have power over these things. There's this narrative a lot of times that when people are mean to us or when we're crazy hungover all the time or whatever the case may be, it's just that these things just happen to us. And like, that's not accurate. That's not true. You've made a series of decisions that have brought you to this point and you have the power to just make different decisions, make better choices for yourself. And it sounds so simple, but it's also, it, it feels like very complex because although, yes, I know I have the power to make different decisions, at the time, it might feel like, oh, I'm just along for the ride. But the only reason I'm along for the ride is because I'm allowing certain things to happen, you know? So if you hate something, if it makes you feel bad, just stop. Stop doing it. Stop bringing it into your life. Next thing I learned is to give yourself rest when you need it. This has been uh, quite a journey, quite a journey. If you have been following the podcast for the last several years, you know that I have a thing about working too much and having just this pressure on me for no reason. Like, I don't need to stress about my writing or the podcast or my client work. Like, I don't need to stress about that because everything just kind of runs, you know? 
everything functions as it is. I, I'm not like missing deadlines on my bills or anything. Like there's no reason for t- me to be as stressed as I am. But the thing is, is that I feel like if I'm not being productive, like actually producing something, then I am less valuable as a person. And I really spent a lot of time, especially this year, unlearning that. And looking back on the year, I see the evidence of that in that I took August off of the podcast to allow myself to rest. And even now, I'm ending the podcast right before December, so I have all of December to rest. I have the rest of the holiday season to do whatever it is that I need to do. And in the past, I might have ended the season here, but it wouldn't be for the same purpose. It wouldn't be like to give myself this gift of rest. It would be like, oh, I I like physically don't have enough time in the day to do all this stuff and I need to do this other thing to make myself feel more productive. Or I'm going to spend the entire time revamping the podcast so then when I come back, I'm even more burnt out because I didn't actually rest during my off time. So give yourself rest when you need it. And take it from me, I know that this is hard. I know that this is a hard, hard thing to unlearn, especially in American society or like capitalist society. We are only seen as valuable if we are literally, I quote, a productive member of society. Why do I have to be productive all the time? You know, and honestly, rest is productive. I can't do my best work if I'm burnt out. Full stop. And neither can you. So if you feel burnt out, try to see if you can give yourself time to rest. If you don't have time you can take off from work, maybe you can set aside an hour or two in the day for you to just literally decompress and do nothing or work out or whatever it is that's going to recharge you. Make time for that instead of going to work nine to five and then coming home and side hustling your butt off. Like, Sometimes we just need to just rest and that it's still valuable, okay? Right in the vein of that is my next lesson, which is to be kind to yourself. This is true in terms of being kind to the fact that you actually need rest, like you're a human, not a robot, and you need rest. This is true when you are identifying some habits or personality traits that you have that you don't particularly like about yourself. Identifying in myself the reason why I consistently try harder when it appears that someone doesn't like me, I, I don't love that. I don't love that about myself, but it, it is who I am and I have the ability to unlearn this. And knowledge is half the battle, you know, knowing that I do this, knowing that there are certain things that are going to trigger me to do this means that I can improve my life. I can improve this habit to where I'm not trying harder for just anyone. You know, I'm allowing the people who try to use it as like a manipulation, I'm allowing them to just fade into the background, but I'll try harder for the people who matter to me people who are valuable to me, absolutely I'll try harder for them. But not everyone gets that. And 
I think that having empathy for myself in this time of self-discovery and seeing things about myself that I'm like, ooh, (laughs) don't love that. I think that kindness that I'm giving myself is paramount because it's one thing to negatively reinforce a habit. And what I mean by that is that every time I do something, I would just be like, oh my God, you're such an idiot. Why do you do this all the time? What's wrong with you? Versus like a positive kind of reinforcement of breaking the habit, which is, okay, so you did that, understood, like it's over now. Let's go ahead and figure out how we can move forward. What can we do instead? Do we need to take a break? Do we need to take a beat, reevaluate, come back to this conversation? What can we do to make this a better situation? And like actually sitting with my feelings and identifying them and not judging them. It is so easy to judge an emotion, you know? I feel like emotions are like this really weird thing because... Of course, we can control our emotions to a certain point, but I think mostly we control our reactions. You know, just because I'm angry doesn't mean I have to lash out. Just because I'm sad doesn't mean I have to throw a tantrum. I can feel the feeling, I can observe the feeling, and I can have empathy for myself for whatever's bringing that up. But if I'm constantly telling myself how stupid I am, how am I possibly going to, how is my body going to trust me to take care of it you know it's like you kind of need to treat yourself like you would treat a very close friend and I promise you that some of the things that you say to yourself you would never say to anybody else anyone on earth even potentially your worst enemy you would not say those things so why do you say it to yourself instead Choose kindness, choose empathy, choose softness for yourself. The next thing I learned this year is that it's okay to close a chapter. A new one is right around the corner. This is the theme for this year is seasons and chapters and change. And historically, I feel like I have clung to certain chapters and certain people whether it's because of my people-pleasing tendencies, whether it's because I feel like I need to try harder to make them like me, whatever the case may be, I feel like I cling to certain things because change sucks and it's uncomfortable. And particularly when it comes to my friendships, I put a lot of myself into my friends. So seeing that a friendship is coming to a close is difficult because it feels like a failure. And the same is true with projects. If I see a project like this, you know what, I'm, I'm moving past this, it feels like a failure because it's unfinished. And sometimes that's just not accurate. You know, you are changing, you are evolving. I can't tell you how many rewrites my first book, my first novel went through. And it's about to go through a whole nother round because I have that publisher contract that I'm having a lawyer look over. And of course, they're going to want to edit my book to their editorial standards. That's fine. But it's just like there was nothing wrong with the book before. But we're going ahead and we're going to change it to 
to make it more marketable. We're going to make it more of what the publishing industry wants to see right now. That doesn't mean that all the work I put in before was for nothing because all of the rewrites led me to this exact moment. And had I not accepted like, you know what, the story isn't working for whatever reason and just rewritten it, then I wouldn't be here. And the same is true with realizing that a chapter in your life is coming to a close. It doesn't mean that you failed. It doesn't mean that you've done something wrong or bad. Everything that you've done up to this point has gotten you to this point. So although the chapter closing might feel uncomfortable, you've put in so much work and so much effort to get here. Let's allow that to come into fruition instead of clinging to this thing that you think is what is meant for you. Because I firmly believe that what is meant for you will always find you. And clinging to this thing that you think is meant for you is just blocking what's actually supposed to come your way. The next thing I learned this year is that you are not asking for too much. You are just asking the wrong people. You can see the theme, right? (laughs) A lot of seasons, a lot of change, a lot of self-reflection. I sometimes feel like I am too much or I... I don't know, like I'm too deep or want to be, want to get too deep with people and that scares people off or I don't know. Like I just feel like I ask for too much sometimes because with certain individuals, it's just not happening. And I'm understanding this year that it's not a failing within myself to ask for what I want that person just simply can't give me that. And it doesn't mean that that person is a bad person. It just means that they're not the right person for that. You know, maybe next season I'll do an episode on types of friendships, but not everyone has to be like your best friend, you know. But... It's important to look at, like, are they not getting deep with me or are they simply just not showing up as a friend should? And those are two different things. If they're just not fulfilling this little aspect, but they're, like, generally a good friend, like, they'll show up for you, you guys talk on the phone or you go out or whatever and you actually interact with this person, like, okay, they're they're still... They're not bad in your life. They're not something that you're inviting into your life that's making you feel bad. If this person is showing up and not acting at all like a friend or how you believe a friend should, maybe it's just one of those things that you should refer back to an earlier lesson and stop inviting things that make you feel bad into your life. You're not asking for too much if you're asking for someone to just show up for someone to be a friend, for someone to care about you. That's not asking for too much, but you are asking the wrong person. And again, that doesn't mean that this person is a bad person. It just means that maybe they're not the right person for you. The next thing I learned 
2023 in season three of the podcast is that life is a constant process of discovering who you are, changing, and discovering yourself again. I am 30 years old and I feel like this year I have changed so much, but I feel like the relationship with myself has become so much deeper and I couldn't, I couldn't even imagine this before, you know, I, the relationship I have with myself now feels, I don't know, it's like hard to describe, it's, it feels like this intrinsic bond versus in the past I've sometimes felt like I'm battling against myself and learning things about myself that I did not like but sure I learned things about myself I didn't like and I learned things about myself I didn't like this year but as I learned these things I discovered my ability or embraced my ability to change I'm changing I'm gaining more confidence in myself and who I am and I'm discovering that person and I'm sure next year or in a couple years I'm going to change again and I'm going to become somebody else and I think that's kind of a beautiful thing, you know? I think about this in my marriage especially because I've been with Donovan for 10 years and we are different people than we were when we got married but we've grown together and we're changing together and we're getting to know each other again and again and again. And I feel like that's a beautiful thing in a relationship and in friendships and honestly in every aspect of life is for everything around you to kind of grow with you. And you'll rediscover yourself, rediscover other people, rediscover your passions and fall in love with yourself again. You know, it feels like I'm finally, like I'm, I am who I am and it's not like, I guess I am who I am. It's more like I am who I am and I love this about myself. And I promise you (laughs) that last year, if you would have asked me if I loved myself, the answer would be a resounding no. But now I'm just like... I discovered who I was before, but it was filled with kind of a lack of acceptance. And then I went through a lot of changes this year, and now I'm accepting myself. And it's incredible how much peace you can feel with yourself when you just accept yourself. And of course, like the theme of this whole episode is change. You can change things that you're just like, eh, I don't really love that. You can change that. But as you're changing, as you're rediscovering yourself, know that this is all positive. This is all a good thing. And I mean, all of these lessons kind of go hand in hand, you know, but just understand that if you're changing and if you're in your 30s or 40s or 50s or 60s, even in your 20s, if you're changing and you're, you're kind of pushing back against that, you're like, oh, I don't want to change. I don't want to change. Changing is okay. Okay. We are all mutable people. We are all affected and changed by things in our lives and in our environments. As you're changing, take that as an opportunity to rediscover yourself and 
take that for what it is. Don't make it into this whole thing of, oh my God, I can't believe I changed. Like, don't, don't do that. Acceptance. So, so important. The next thing that I learned this year, and I've kind of already talked about it, so I'm not going to get too, too much into it, but the lesson is not everyone is going to agree with you or be on your side or like you, but that doesn't mean that you should try harder to make them. Let it go. We, we got into this at length <laughs> earlier in this episode, and the letting it go thing for me has been truly invaluable. Sometimes I feel like I am a dog with a bone. Like, I am not letting certain things go. And I've found this year, like, a certain power in saying, you know what? I'm not going to worry about this anymore. And, like, actually not worrying about it. Not saying, like, ooh, I'm over it, and then you're not over it. Like, that's not, that's not anything. You're not doing anything with that. But if there's a situation and maybe, I don't know, maybe you're going through a change in your job or there's someone at work that you're not seeing eye to eye with and they're just on your nerves, okay, let it go. And, like, genuinely let it go. Because when you do, you give yourself back the power in this dynamic you take away the power from this person to affect you to to affect your every day because just because someone is not on your side doesn't agree with you you don't have to force your opinion down their throat you don't have to get them to admit that you're right you don't have to even have a discussion about this right you can you can literally just let it go and genuinely the peace that you will feel when you just actually let it go is indescribable. There are things that I would be still ruminating on. Like, for example, my car accident. I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I actually got in a car accident. But I'm letting it go. Genuinely letting it go. It was an accident. I didn't do it on purpose. I'm okay. Everything is fine. The car is going to be fixed. Like, everything is fine. There's no reason for me to ruminate on this and tell myself now, oh, you got in a car accident, so you're a horrible driver. No, it was an accident. Like, accidents happen. Let it go. I am accepting it for what it is. And that brings me to the final lesson of 2023, of season three for me. And that is that acceptance of yourself is the greatest gift you can give your mental health. I didn't realize when I wrote it down that it rhymed, but if that helps you remember it, then go for it. The key to this entire year has been acceptance. I have changed so much, I feel. I feel like I, I'm not even the same person that I was in January of this year. I feel like I've grown, I've matured, I've come into myself or into this version of myself. I have allowed myself to change. I have allowed myself to try new things, allowed myself to succeed and to fail. I've allowed myself to hope for things. I've allowed myself to work hard for things. And in all of this, I have accepted myself, however I show up that day. 
And that's why I keep doing these mental health checks at the beginning of every episode because I feel like talking about our mental health, talking about the fact that, you know what, I'm not doing amazing today or I am doing amazing today or whatever is going on, talking about it is part of acceptance. I think if we keep things in the dark, if we keep things secret or hidden, what are the odds that we're actually going to accept these things in other people, let alone in ourselves? You know, the odds are, are pretty low. They're pretty low. And without acceptance, this change that you might be experiencing in your life, it's going to feel negative. It's going to feel uncomfortable because you are not accepting things for how they are. You know, you are a changeable, mutable person. We are all changeable people. That's good. That is a good thing. Accept it. Even if, let's just say, hypothetically, let's say that the changes you're seeing in yourself are not the changes you want to be seeing in yourself. That's okay. That's okay too. Accept it. Accept that you are changing in a way that you do not like. But also know that you have the power to change yourself at any time. We are not just along for the ride, you know? There are many decisions we make every day that I doubt we even think twice about. And they are what bring us to this point. Whether you're changing in a positive way, a negative way, or not at all. The decisions that you are making are what bring you here and you are in control of all of them. Yes, I believe that acceptance is critical to maintaining a a positive level of mental health in your life. But I also think that along with this acceptance, we need to acknowledge the role that we play in our own lives. We are not along for the ride. We are in the driver's seat. We are the captain of this ship and we can accept ourselves and we can still move forward and try to become the person that we want to become. And with all of that being said, we are about at the end of our time together this week and this season and on the 100th episode of the You're So Quiet podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. As always, I always love talking to you guys and I hope that this episode helps you kind of crystallize maybe your own lessons for this year. I will put a little question box on my Instagram story and on Spotify asking what your lessons are that you learned this year. And if you respond on Spotify, I can actually post them to the page. So go ahead and do that. Go navigate to Spotify. While you're there, if you're feeling generous, you can leave a rating or review for the podcast. I think actually Spotify only does ratings. So it takes you literally two seconds. You could just tap on rate the show, tap on the rating, move right along. You can do the same on Apple Podcasts if you're feeling, you know, the holiday spirit. As always, you can also follow the podcast on Instagram and TikTok at your so quiet pod, Y-O-U-R-E, so quiet pod. And I will see you all next year. Okay. Love you. Bye.